Hello and welcome to Modern Toy Affair. Today we're going to ask the question, will HasLab come to an end? I am your host, Mr. Modern Toy Fair, and I am joined by the man Modern Toy Fair has full custody over, the man Optimus Prime popped and he refuses to stop, the Twilight Knight, the master of Mac, the three-pump chump of taking this show off the rails, Nate. How are you doing this week? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's good. So, barring a few things, having a good week, had some shitty things happen. So it's just, it's okay. It's okay. But I'm happy to be here to talk about HasLab. Yeah, man. Talking about toys fixes most of life's problems, right? Exactly. At least most of the time. Sometimes yeah. it gets a little, even makes you even more sad. Uh, so Fair. yeah, HasLab, it's been, you know, for the most part, a pretty successful venture for for Hasbro. Uh, but they've had some significant flops some with the same property multiple times uh so just to give a quick rundown these are the uh these are the one has labs that we've had um so i had you help me because i looked them up and just tried to do this by memory uh so with star wars there was the sail barge the razor crest the rancor and then reva's lightsaber uh, the rancor and reva's lightsaber did not get funded the razor crest and sail barge did marvel had the sentinel and Galactus and upcoming here soon, whatever they have planned for the Ghost Rider uh, HasLab. Um, Sentinel and Galactus got funded, so I have to sue unless they really shit the bed. Ghost Rider will too. Uh, G.I. Joe, yeah, the Sky Striker and his tank both got funded. Ghostbusters had the Proton Pack, got funded. Uh, Transformers had Unicron and the Star Saber Victory, both got funded. Sesame Street had a life-size cookie monster that did not get funded. Uh... <laughs> So I, I guess this, this question kind of comes from the idea of every time they do a HasLab, you know, the expectations get higher, but so do the prices. So it's harder for them to meet them as expectations because, you know, as the, the fandom does, they're, they're like, oh, I, I hope we, we're going to get a bunch of extra figures and attachments and accessories and stuff, and it's going to be great. And then the price comes out and they're like, oh man, yeah, they're going to add so much more then. So it really seems like the bubble's got to pop at some point, right? To an extent. So I think with every single one of these, a lesson is learned. Whether that gets funded or not funded or goes to production or not, I think they come away with more knowledge on, on, on what to do better and what to do differently going forward mm -hmm. i do however think that and i've actually blamed the marvel team on this because mm -hmm. initially the stretch goals or add-ons or whatever they're called in this particular case um you know started out as like an extra figure with a sail barge it was really only a packaging variant to just entice people to order um and that was it you know that was the only item that was included, you know, to entice. And then the Marvel team just kind of unleashes extra figures and extra heads and all this stuff. So that expectation has gotten more and more so much so that as soon as the project is announced, it's no longer about the project. It's more about well, what are they going to add on to it? Yeah. And that's, that's, that is a dangerous precedent 
that it sets because I do think it's somewhat to blame to the Rancor's failure, although there's there's a larger issue at hand that we can get into later on. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree because it really does seem like it started with the Sentinel because the Sentinel you got, what was it, two full figures, two extra heads – Plus the, uh, an extra figurehead to make a uh, uh, another character. Yeah, um, and then there were the tentacles and the battle damaged hand. Yeah. Um, actually, that makes three heads because they also have the battle damaged head because they had that yeah. master mold and um, the th- three head. Yep. Um, I tend to forget because I bought yours with without any of those shit because I didn't care. Right. Um, so they really did kind of set this expectation of, oh, these can come with like multiple extra figures if it does well enough. Like, well, then at that, I, with that in mind, it should always do well enough. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it seems like some of these projects, they get to a point where people like even the his tank, like pe- people were still excited. But it felt like with some of the stuff, they were disappointed, despite the fact that it made right. sense for what it was. And we touched we touched base on this with the His Tank episode. You can go ahead back on the channel and watch that as well. Uh, Click on the link right here. Uh, it's, it's not going to be there. Uh, right here. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll put it in the end cards at the end of the show. Um, but we essentially talked about the fact that the attachments for the tank itself, like making it vintage like look and adding like the missiles and stuff like that people were like some people were genuinely kind of disappointed in that like well what did you expect is a it's a tank of course they were going to give you modern and vintage options and accessories to add on to it to make it even more than what it already is um and and you still got figures but like right and i think the thing is is a lot of people think especially with those parts they're like well those should have come included on the Mm get-go well yeah but it has to fit within a proper budget and if they make more than the budget expands and they can mm-hmm. add new items. And that's really where it comes from because if they don't have to make those extra items or can't make those extra items to fit that one cost, then that's what it is for that item. Mm-hmm. And I think people so shockingly <gasps> lose sight of people that. People don't understand business. What? Right, right, right. Everything should be the price it was in 1987. Oh, shit. And, and, and and then the fact that you know all, Hasbro in general, all their prices are increasing, right, substantially compared to some of the competitors, and yes. I feel like that's adding to it too because the his tank, I'm not gonna lie, it was a good price, but it was more than I expected when they initially teased it, just based on like some other vehicles that other companies have given us, um, and the the size of it, I was I was a little, I was like, oh okay, well, I, maybe it's just because they know that you know the the Joe Bros are gonna go nuts for it or something um but my fear is that we're gonna get this ghost rider one and it's gonna end up being something along the lines of like a, a, a souped up version of his motorcycle but it's gonna be a couple hundred bucks for something that normally would be a 50 dollar set at target right my guess is if, if it is See, my, my suspicion is that it's going to be, and I don't know the name, which name, if it's Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch or whatever, but I, I think it's going to be the one that's in the car. Oh, yeah, the, the, the new guy. Um, yeah. That was my initial thought, too. But 
everyone started pointing out, well, that wouldn't make sense because they're do they're supposedly doing this because of the anniversary. So why would you do the new guy in the car if it, you know the anniversary is the anniversary of Johnny Blaze? Um, so I, I am if it's the car, I'm intrigued. Depending on if you know it has a like a normal version and then everything attaches onto it, or if it's automatically going to be like flame right. on whole nine yards because if it if you can get me a normal charger i may i might drop some money on it um but if it's going to be in a constant state where it's clearly ghost rider's car um then i i it, i'm a big maybe at that point right um but that that's what i initially thought too though is the second they said i'm like oh it's got to be the car like because the if it's not aren't, aren't, aren't that much yeah, if if they do, because if they do the classic style bike, that will require a new bike. They they've been mm-hmm. using a lot of the same parts and pieces here and there when they can. Um, so I think it'll be a little bit more old school seventies motorcycle. If it is him on the motorcycle, my guess is it'll either come with or be included with a stretch, some sort of fiery road type diorama piece. Um, I'm gonna say one fifty. That's gonna be see. That is where I think. Marvel may have their first flop because unless the figure is truly incredible and knocks out of the park to the point people are like, I have to have that for my collection. I can't see, especially with all the complaints of the price hikes as they are people paying three times the normal amount for a motorcycle. Like if it was like, I get that, you know, all new tolling and all that, but that point that puts it in my opinion, like at the $80 range, like to, to sure. But that I, I think that's also two years ago prices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're also you know you're paying a premium because it'll, it's a limited item. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I, I think it'll be 150 if that's what it is. And I I say if the price point is 150 dollars, no matter what is included, if the Haslab price point is 150 dollars, it'll fund in less time than the His Tank took, which was eight hours. I mean, it's with it being essentially because that's the the least expensive uh, Haslab thus far. Right, they haven't done anything uh, that was lower than two hundred. Star Star Saber Victory was one eighty. Okay, because it's more of a it's it's more it's not quite a Titan class. It's it's considered Titan class, uh, but it's not a Titan size. Mm -hmm. But with the the detailing and deco, they're they're considering it a Titan. class version so those are usually the 160 to 170 range so yeah i think it was 180 it was definitely under 200 dollars. um i could look but i will look while we talk about something else i I will Um, look but yeah i i I agree that i think there'll be a lot of complaining but i do think oh sure that there'll be Uh, it'll probably sell through faster um just because of the fact that you know the expectation for has labs has been that like Oh, it's a Haslab. I'm probably dropping at least 300 on whatever it is. Yep. Um, yep. Exactly. If not more, because I mean, even uh, uh, what was before the his tank they did? Because they did Galactus, and that one was like four or five hundred, right? Um, because he's bigger than the Sentinel, and the Sentinel is four hundred ish. I do believe so. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Victory Saber, Star Saber is another form of his, so I'm going to lose some cred points there. Uh, but it was it's 179. Okay, so yeah, that's 179. Insane. And Galactus was 
three ninety nine. Okay, so he was only four hundred. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, that that kind of just. I just I really don't know what they're gonna do, but I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> It's it's easy to it's 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 easy to figure out a little bit more of their successes by looking at the failures. Mm-hmm. So, look at the Cookie Monster. That was the second project to launch. Um, at that point, the Katana had funded the Java Sail Barge, but it had not yet shipped. So, at least I don't think so. I could be wrong. No, I think but I remember it not maybe shipping it had... yet. Cause people were like kind of like in that speculative stage of like, well. Yeah. I had to wait a year to get this, so why would I want to do another one so quickly? Even though it yeah. was Sesame Street, so it's not like it had a, a huge yeah. backing to begin with. And no, that was the issue there too. So it, it's kind of a weird thing, but you know, adults do get nostalgic about things of their youth, mm-hmm. but rarely do they get nostalgic for their preschool years. That's yeah. not commonly something that it gets unless they're watching something that maybe their older brothers or sisters liked or something like that. But generally speaking, we do not get nostalgic for, you know, preschool era stuff. Yeah. And that's included Sesame Street. When you, when you talk, yeah, Sesame Street, you know, as a as a concept and as a um, as a piece of history, it's it's a, it's incredible. But I even tried like one year they brought out like this Sesame Street old school D- DVD set. And it was actually like from the 60s and into the 70s and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that'll be amazing. Um, it was still like, I I don't need to watch this. This is incredibly, you know, not for my age group. Like, it was fun, but at the same time, it got old real quick. Yeah. You know? So, whereas, like, because I bought that, because I'm, I'm a big Jim Henson fan, I, I love the Muppets. The Muppets are a completely different story. Like, you, I do get nostalgic for the Muppets. I loved mm-hmm. the Muppet show. Um, it had a, a some some you know biting humor that were for the adults that were watching. Yeah, Muppets and is you, more you, evergreen yeah. for everybody. Where Sesame exactly. Street is very clearly a child's audience. Thank you for so just very succinctly cutting down all that, all my bullshit, and <laughs> just distilling it into what it needed to be said. Thank you. Uh, I was going on way too long about that, but yeah. So that's <laughs> like you and you had mentioned that before we started to record. It's like who was that for? Mm-hmm. And that's true. Like who? What? Like, I, and I got to see it like in person when I was um, when I was in San Diego in oh, 2019. Yeah. They actually had it, and it was so cool. And I even I was like, I'm gonna get this just because it's so cool. And then I didn't because I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do with it? Like, and that's Put it in a glass it. case in the middle of your living room. Yeah, if it was Kermit, Rolf, Janice, Doctor Julia Strangepork, anything that had to do with the Muppet Show, we would be in a completely different situation. At least with me. Yeah. Um. So then that was the only failure for a while. Now, I think Unicron was the third. And um, if I remember right, that one was over 700 initially. Like it was expensive out mm-hmm. the gate, but it was Unicron. Um, it didn't look like it was going to hit. And then they extended it, which I believe is the only time in HasLab history they did that. So... It did succeed, but it needed a little help. Yes, it would not have had. It would not have. And I have to think that there was just maybe I don't know. I don't know if there was too much cost because there is a cost involved mm. with bringing the project even to the Hazlab. There's there's a certain amount of cost for for the research, the research, yeah. the development. They have to have a prototype, a working prototype 
before that thing can launch because just yeah. to make sure that it can be manufactured. And so a considerable amount of cost goes in it. A lot of people don't think about that. They think, well, it has lab can just throw something up there and if it doesn't fund, no big deal. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not, they're not, right. They're not able to take it to production, which is ultimately the goal. Yeah. They make money on that, but I wonder how much of that money is just going back into like, you know, back paying all the research and development that went into it. And then they were able to manufacture it and, you know, make some profit to pay their employees. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much they really make off that. Could be a ton. Maybe I'm just full of it and I'm trying to play devil's advocate. And they just some make comments that we've pump. had in the past. We're just a bunch of jackasses who know nothing about what we're talking about. Cool. I, I've never pretended to be anything other than a dude in his basement that talks about toys. I have <laughs> right. no professional. So, yeah. I, Spot I, on review. I always forget to edit out shirt, our credentials at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you could get that on a shirt, I would wear it. <laughs> um, that's a, it, that's high praise. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, right. So they <laughs> Sorry, had to extend. To yeah, no, it's fine. It's your turn. Um, so after that one, you know, then I think it went into. I think that might have been the Razor Crest. That was next. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, are you sure it wasn't the the victory saber thing? No, because that was just last year. Because I haven't got it okay. yet. Okay. Um, so I'm just trying to think. Because I if, I did pledge that one. Because Razor Crest happened before the Sentinel. Right. Because because I... the Razor Crest did break the record mm-hmm. initially of how many units were ordered, which I believe was 28,000. And then the Sentinel broke that, which was what? 31. I think so. I remember yeah. it, was, it was, it was a, it was a decent, yeah. Like gap yeah. between the two. Um, yep. yeah, I think you're right. I think it, next one was Razor Crest and Sentinel. Um, because I, I just remember that the Razor Crest literally the week after it, it like closed, they mm-hmm. blew it up on, <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Which, on one hand, I saw the humor, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, I'm like, we just shelled out $450 for the right. sale like, barge, and it blows up in the movie like that we watched. I mean, the first time we saw it was also the last time we saw it. So I think it's, uh, it's more so just the fact that like the popularity. The timing of, was yeah. ironic. It yeah. was ironic. It never bothered me, though. It's not like I they... was, I was still <laughs> excited to get it, you know? Yeah, it's not like they, you know, sold you on this $500 toy and right. then the movie came out and it got blown up in two seconds kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it cracked me up because I'm, I'm just sitting there watching it and it blew up. I'm like, oh, I bet there's going to be a bunch of people who pissed that it's dropped 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was I, it was only 350. I thought it was more than I that. Think. I thought it was more than the Sentinel because it was massive and had a lot of like detail on the inside. Well. We're a bunch of jackasses who don't know what yeah, the hell we're exactly. talking about. And I do very However, little research these days. I'm going to get better at it, but right now I still have the time because I'm yeah. still unpacking. Three forty nine ninety nine. Okay, oh, that's even less yep. than Dan. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Um. Yep. Which still baffles me. Then when they got to the Rancor. Like the, so what? What baffles you? Just the because the like the Hasbro side of it, or the fact that it failed. Like what? It's it's it's. I'm not surprised it failed. I okay. it was the price point for what it was compared mm-hmm. to the price point of you know the Razor Crest as a comparison because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Razor Crest was significantly bigger, had a lot more to it just from the get go. If we don't include any mm-hmm. of the like extended stuff, 
it was the better value um, and it was it was somehow cheaper than the Rancor. And I thought the Rancor was really fucking cool. I'm like, if I was into Vintage Collection, I'd want that. But Not Vintage Collection. Black Series. Oh, it was Black Series. That's right. That's right. That's, yeah, and it yeah. was it's it's because it was 40 uh 27 inches tall um oh no wait that's what the arms raised up who's gonna yeah. raise his arms up right. they run like they did everything to make that thing look bigger than what it was like, yeah in those promotional shots it was it so, was a shit show here's the problem it's because it is the black series mm-hmm. if this had been a vintage collection item and i'm not just saying that because i am just doing lines off my vintage collection as we speak just because i love them so much oh, those could be a so no. <laughs> gotta keep the bit alive <laughs> yeah so um see the thing with the vintage collection it it is and always has been the world building scale mm-hmm. okay that's why we got well for a long time we got ships and we got play sets and things like that because you could make things in this scale that you couldn't. That's the whole reason that Star Wars figures are the size that they are. Mm-hmm. Because previous to 1978, when the figures came out, all the figures were like eight inches tall. It was like the Mego style. And Kenner was like, hey, you can't make ships that the figures will go into at a decent price point at that size. Why don't we make them, I don't know, this big? And that launched an era, mm-hmm. you know? And it's to this day, even though it's less and less and it has to be HasLab, that is still the scale that you want to world build. That's why they still sell those little display sets. It's why the, the Razor Crest did well. Um, the Katana didn't do as well because it was the first one. They, people were skeptical. Mm-hmm. I admit I was not sure what ultimately was going to come to fruition when I when I pledged the money, which that one I think was $450. Um, and... Uh, a lot of people didn't pursue it, and now it's why it goes for over two grand mm-hmm. on the secondary market. Because I think ultimately they needed to make eight, and I think I think it ended at twelve or something like that. Or maybe I got my numbers a little bit mixed up. I could just look, um, but I'm not going to at this point. It, th- my point is that it, it just did a little bit over its goal, yeah, and, not and, enough and, to and where people, like there's a lot of yes, out there, right? Um, and there isn't, and it's an amazing piece, and it appeals to people who like modern figures and the original figures because it was a vehicle that was never made for that black series is not the world building scale they have tried vehicles most of them go on clearance um you yeah, know like the giant tie fighters and stuff from force oh Vikings. my god i mean yeah and plus that thing which i finally got rid of mine um it just took up too much space there was i never found a place ahead i had it for like five six years um I never had a good place to put it. It was always in the way. I eventually just started stacking shit on it because that's all I could do with it. And uh, while the value of some of those, the secondary market value on some of those do go up a little bit because people Mm -hmm. missed out, it's still not as sought after, especially not for stuff for the vintage collection. So even then, you have to wonder, you know, well, we can't do it. We're not going to do a vehicle for the Black Series because they don't do well. So they thought they'd do a creature and the Rancor, while awesome and amazing and from my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, I do not want one that's in scale with my Black Series figures. Black Series is a display scale. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're not building dioramas. Most people aren't. You're setting them up. You're, you might put them in cool poses, but that's not what they're for. They're with your other six-inch figures 
um, that are mostly on a shelf in a cool pose or a static pose if you're a loser. Um, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's not what a rancor is going to do. So look at the success of you know the Razor Crest. Look at the success of the Katana. Star Wars next one has to, it has to be a vintage collection item. And I think it should be another vehicle, like an all-new tooled, good-size Y-Wing or a full-on A-Wing, especially with the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi next year. Uh, an A-Wing, Y-Wing, two-pack, an A-Wing, Y-Wing, B-Wing, three-pack. I would pay $1,000 for that right now. Jesus. Yes. So I, I, Don't... I like the idea, but given mm-hmm. just watching how they do things. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're not aimed at doing as many of the niche vehicles. They want to do like the iconic ones. Cause like the sail barge, like that was, you know, the big opening sequence of, of return of the Jedi. Um, the razor crest was huge, popular show for the Mandalorian. Um, Reva's lightsaber because Obi-Wan was doing so well. Um, even though that was a terrible idea. And I mean, yeah, we didn't Rancor, touch on that. But... I was, I was going to bring it up because like, why? Like in what yeah. world was that a good idea? Like, that's not what this is for. Like no. the lightsabers, like the force effect stuff, those have a market and it's right. essentially like, at like, you know, collectible stores and stuff like that. Like that's where you're going to find those or pay double at an FYE. Um, right. It's not. It's not. Well, it's something that people I, are the, like trying to crowdfund. Well, also, Haslab is supposed to be for dream items. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't care what your feelings were about Obi Wan as a series, as Reva as a character. No one, no one's dream item is a brand new character's lightsaber. Yeah. I don't care what that character is, even if we're talking about even before the Force Awakens came out, or even right after, because people still like Star Wars. Then it was right after that that they didn't uh, and if they had brought out kylo ren's lightsaber at 500 dollars, i don't know you know that's still a brand new character yeah. that that's again it's supposed to be a dream item mm-hmm. a brand new character you don't have enough time to dream for that item yeah like if it was the great okay. inquisitor's lightsaber so they may have had a chance still would have been dumb to grand have it on Haslab, it but it would have it would have and um because <laughs> I mean, the Grand Inquisitor does have more of an audience because he's been mm-hmm. around longer. It's still a small part of the Star Wars. Yeah. For whatever reason, people don't want to watch Rebels because it's a cartoon or some bullshit like that. But whatever. I yeah, think all of Rebels, all the problem of modern... is that it was it was marketed as a kid show. Well, so it was the Clone Wars. I mean, it, it's, and, it's yeah, the that's same. why a lot of people didn't watch that until after. <laughs> until afterwards. But I don't think enough people even now are getting onto Rebels and um, all of everything that Filoni is working for with Favreau for the Mandalorian for Ahsoka for Book of Boba Fett for everything all that stuff separate from Andor all of that springs from Rebels Mm -hmm. even Obi-Wan all that springs from Rebels modern Star Wars comes from Rebels and I'm not talking about the sequels I'm talking about what is going on in current modern Star Wars right now Mm -hmm. is all tied to Rebels and I got off on another tangent but I'm sorry that's ridiculous no but yes I've I've seen some of Rebels I haven't watched it through and through oh you have I've I've seen like enough of the references to get what some right. of these like things are coming. Like I know the whole thing with like ah- Ahsoka being like plucked from the timeline and stuff and, and stuff like that. Spoilers. Well, not really. Well, not plucked from the timeline. She's just older. 
No, it, I thought that there was a point where um, what's his name as Urza, whatever the kid Ezra. Ezra, yeah, he pu- doesn't he do some sort of force shit where he pulls her from the timeline before she's like d- dead. Like she's supposed to die in some fight, and then he does something where he goes back in time and he manages to pull her from the timeline before she's dead, and that's why she was still around. I mean, I don't remember that. I don't remember a lot of stuff. Okay, like, I was like, I, mean, I, I thought would, that she, was. A, she's, a, just, she's just older. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. But again, it, it gets fuzzy. But she's just older, so. Uh, let me look at my phone like this. <laughs> Are you are you checking the fact checking me? I'm gonna feel real stupid if this is a real thing and I don't remember it. I I could be wrong because like I said I've seen bits and pieces of it and I've had like some things explained to me, and I I could have been fed wrong information or could have misunderstood said information, but that was at least my understanding of how she exists in the current continuity of like the Mandalorian and stuff is because she, in Rebels she dies. But uh, like Ezra goes and fucks with the timeline and saves her, and now she just exists outside of time. No. See, now you're gonna make me want to look up, like, to see what it is I'm mixing up because, like, um, Ezra saves Ahsoka. Gotta make sure. Like Ahsoka fights Darth Vader, and it it doesn't look like. So yeah, he saves her from Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, let me see. I don't want to watch this YouTube video, but I feel like I have to. But we were doing a podcast, and it's not going to be entertaining to people if we're sitting here watching YouTube videos. <laughs> we will we will come back to this at, at a later time, and I'll watch the video. And and if it is in fact what happens, then I'll send it to you. But because um, I I simply just don't want to make our content even sadder than what it is for some people uh, by having us sit here in silence while we stare at our phones. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so with the Haslabs, I mean, Star Wars really has to do something to turn the ship around because they are essentially oh, the, the problem. Child. Oh, okay. Okay. I remember. Okay. I remember this now. Yes, but no, it's not from a timeline thing. He actually is able to just like pull her out of the fight, but it's not like a time travel thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, so Star Wars is the problem child. They need to figure out how to turn it around. Um, they don't. Just do a vintage collection. Just make well, it no, something I'm saying they need, they need to figure out how to turn around because they, they seem to have lost their way because they did vintage collection, vintage collection, black series, force effects, lightsaber. That's, I mean, and that's because they're two different teams or mm-hmm. there's multiple different teams in there. Um, so... Yeah, they, they each get their shot to pitch something, I think. And I think that seeing how it has, has failed for those two parts mm-hmm. of the line, it needs to just be a vintage collection type thing. Yeah, like if you're going to – I think if, if they decide down the line to try Black Series again, the best option would be to do like a small playset, kind of like how they did those um, uh, Power of the Force Cantina play sets mm-hmm. do something like that but make it the whole thing so like you get a like even it's just the bar like something that will fit on your shelf as a display for your figures not something that's going to take up a fucking card table but i don't again i don't think that's a dream item 
I don't think a I, little display piece for Black Series is a dream item. I would rather have a full cantina bar for the vintage collection so it can actually be detailed and mm-hmm. look amazing, not just be a, a setup or for a section. Because to me, that's what somebody can do with their 3D printer and, and paint them and sell them at, at cons like I see. I would not want that. And that's mm-hmm. that's not a dream item. So so here's – you keep saying dream item. I don't know if yes. that's, their, that's their thing anymore. Like it was when they first started, but if you look at it, as they moved on, like if Ghost Rider is the next HasLab, I can't think of anything in that scenario that is a quote-unquote dream item because they've done – We haven't seen it yet. You could be right. Yeah. You could be absolutely right. We haven't seen it yet though either. Um, but think about every one of them that has succeeded. Now I will, I will say, I will, I will question the GI Joe sky striker because that's an existing piece that they've mm-hmm. recreated the classic sky striker. So to me, that's not a dream item. I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were trying to appeal to an audience that it, it's, it, that's a weird one because the O-ring figures, while they've released a couple here and there, that's not really a, a mainline thing that they're doing. It's not in retail stores. So that was a strange one. But every other one that has succeeded, I think, is a dream item. Yeah. Everyone like has wanted Sentinel, a full-scale Galactus, Sentinel. Galactus, yeah. All Even though those. the Razor Crest is a newer item, it's from a very popular part. Yeah. It's probably the most popular modern piece of Star Wars there is. And... Um, that was the only way it was going to get made. And mm-hmm. people can wax nostalgic all they want that, that that should have been in retail, but there's no way, not in this current climate. Retail would not have taken that, and they would have had to make serious changes, and it would have looked more like the, the what is it called, Mission Fleet oh, stuff yeah. that's kind of like the kids' line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's here's my question for you, for you on this. So one mm-hmm. thing that my, my boss actually brought up to me because we were talking about Marvel Legends the other day um, and we were talking about the Haslabs, and he was saying, he was talking about how he gets that obviously it's stuff that won't won't make it to retail. Um, but what, he, what he's upset about is the fact that they won't do business with you know comic book shops, toy stores, like the fan channel essential mm-hmm. um, side of things when it comes to these because he's like he would have zero issue if they would you know, let him do like he does other Marvel legends where he pays a, a certain cost and has a margin where he doesn't have to charge eBay prices for it. And he can have it in his store. He would buy them um, without any hesitation. Um, and like, per me, I get why they do it that way. But at the same time, it almost makes me wonder like, well, that could be a, a, a open a door for them because say, say you have some that are getting barely, over that line if you open up the fan channel like hey all of our distribution channels if if you want this here's the cost that that you're gonna have to pay for it um here's how many you have to buy minimum or whatever like if you want to make them buy one or five or six whatever um that could put you well past that point and even bring their costs down because there's there's tons of of shops across the america that have even bought them after the fact or have paid full price and now have them in their shop for you know whatever they're going for on ebay and like you i see them all the time at like conventions and stuff where shops bring them trying to sell them and, and unfortunately if some of them they have their prices a little too high so it's a little harder to push it but if they had the opportunity to be able to sell that closer to retail that could make it easier for them because then they're not fronting five hundred dollars hoping to get seven hundred dollars out of something 
um, because when you're having to charge eBay prices for something, the customers are less likely to because the people in the know are going to look at it like, oh, well, why would I buy it from you when I can just order it online on eBay? And people who don't know, it's out of their price range anyway. If you let retailers in on this at a price break, then you're selling it to e-tailers or making a fan channel release mm-hmm. at that point that that other people can buy into. But if you start giving it to them at a discount because they have to make a, a, a margin on it as well, more people are more likely to wait, not buy from Hasbro direct and just buy it from an e-tailer that they're funding it with. And Hasbro then has to raise the price because they're budgeted out. I feel they're budgeted out for a certain amount of sales at $399. Well, if they make it at $329 to give, you know, retailers a margin to mm-hmm. sell it at that same price, then the budget gets thrown out of whack and they have to raise the price of the item. You see what I'm saying? I, I see what you're saying. My argument against that is, um, cause I, I, we're not talking like MSRP where there's like a, a set standard price. I'm talking that cause they'll have in it their shipping costs as well. So you're not going to yeah. like, if it's $450 on HasLab, you're not going to pay that at a mom and pop shop. Let's be honest. No mom and pop shop who's in the know enough that they're interested to have this on their shelves is not going to at least have you covering whatever their shipping costs was on top of that. Um, or have like a middle ground. Cause if it's, if it was $450 and it's $700 on eBay, you're probably going to pay $500, $550 at a mom and pop shop who isn't looking to just gouge you. Um, I, would, I would pay anything up to and including $1 less than what I can get it for eBay if I have it right in my hands. Well, I agree. I'm just saying most of them aren't going to put it at what you could have gotten it at. Because at that point, it's it's a specialty item. It's no longer available. It's not like right. it's continually being, you know, created so my my thought process is you're if it's if it's 450 on it has lab you're not going to pay that at a mom pop shop you may not pay ebay prices at mom pop shop but you aren't going to pay that so why why if if they're all going to ship at the same time you have no incentive to wait I, I guess I'm not following because what I'm seeing there is that if you're letting retailers in on it and they want any type of price break to be able to sell it mm-hmm. at that price, more than likely, more people will order it from that retailer. But so the they retailers, don't have to pay up front. Unless it's – you're talking, you're thinking e-retailers. I'm talking small shops. I'm talking comic book okay. shops, toy stores, all independently owned things. I'm not talking big, bad toy store. Because Big Bad Toy okay. Store will buy 30 of them and charge $150 over whatever HasLab has and let you pre-order it that way and not pay until it comes in or pay a deposit, whatever. I'm okay. talking if independently owned shop would tr- would undercut eBay because they want to sell it unless they're like certain shops that live down the street from me that uh, usually are more expensive than eBay because they think, oh, you can get it here instead of having to wait for it. Why wouldn't you want to pay more? Um, but like, for instance... At the store I work at, the they they up until about a week ago they still had the entire wave two of the retro carded Spider-Man figures for Marvel Legends. They had one black suit Spidey left. They were charging about I think five or ten dollars less than eBay, but they still got it from their distribution center. But because you know it, you can't get you 
Hell, you couldn't get them at fucking Target at all. And Walmart, you were lucky if you saw them. Um, so unless you managed to get a pre-order from Big Bad or Entertainment Earth, it's essentially gone. Um, so that's what I'm saying is most independently owned places aren't going to put it at that retail price unless it's got direct competition down the street at Target or Walmart. Right. So they'd still have the ability to make money off of it without having to charge eBay prices. Right. My whole point, though, is is that Hasbro's not going to want to take a price break mm-hmm. to give to retailers to charge it whatever they're going to charge it for. They're going to want them to pay it at full price. So I completely understand budgetary reasons why. Mm-hmm. I completely understand why they don't reach out to retailers on this. If you, if retailers want it, mm-hmm. then they have to commit just like everybody else. Yeah, but, a lot of them do. Yeah, and that's just the thing. No HasLab has ever gone down in value. Mm-hmm. Okay? The minute they're over, it's like this with any made-to-order product, and I don't understand. The minute it is over. Oh man, can I get one of these at non eBay prices? And it's not even like Seriously? shipped yet. Like they're literally like Right. Right. <laughs> we like it just got taken on my credit card and this guy wants a deal on it. Like yeah. no. Like that's there will always be a market for idiots who for whatever reason don't jump into it. And I'm sorry if that offends you or whatever, because you got money things or whatever. This is a this is an expensive hobby. Figure out budget plan for it that's all i'm saying just don't write me nasty emails or write me nasty emails i don't care i'm an idiot who doesn't know what it's they're talking at about nate anyway. bryant 1985 mm-hmm. on instagram do it <laughs> do it do it um so yeah i would be i understand why they don't mm-hmm. and um it is on the retailer side i totally get where they're coming from but yeah it's we probably spent way more time on that. Than yeah, like I, I think but, because it, me trying to explain it in a way that makes sense dragged it on. Yeah. My my thought process with it is just solely the fact that it could potentially cut down Hasbro's costs because they could have more options because less and less of these independent shops are buying them because one they to make any money they have to essentially charge eBay prices if they're paying full mm-hmm. price plus shipping like everyone else. Which Most times, I mean, if you're a premium member, though, you're not paying for shipping. So anybody who's buying more than one, no, I'm serious. I know, because but I'm just I, saying, like most people, people that aren't know shipping. It, if like I, if I ordered one his tank and I signed up for premium solely for the reason that shipping was going to be thirty two dollars, mm-hmm. or I could spend fifty on Pulse and then get free shipping for the rest of the year. If I'm ordering five of them, that's fair. I'm signing up for Pulse. Let's be honest, fifty dollars then gets me everything and then you can order shit from them and because listen i worked at a shop as well uh that sold toys and certain distributors a lot of times the the price that we got them for was like a dollar less than what walmart selling them for mm-hmm. so there's a reason why the independent shops are five seven eight dollars more yeah. because there's no margin on these things and you know so it's kind of the same Hell, even with like McFarlane, the uh, the larger like mega figures, we mm-hmm. don't carry them because what we'd have to pay for them mm-hmm. is what Amazon charges for it. Yeah. So yeah, like I I get it. I just I'm just thinking of ways that Haslab could Haslab sure. could I... bring their costs down and give more opportunities out there to these shops because most of them get stuck with these things after they pay for it and they're gonna stop supporting it because they're not gonna buy five of them if they can't move them. 
I just don't think anybody has gotten stuck with a HazLab yet. I just yeah. that's just me. I've seen a few that are like a few places that still have Sentinels sitting around because they're charging I mean, like seven hundred fifty bucks, and no one wants to pay an eBay price if they don't have to. Right. You, you could you could price it well below that at six, and mm. you're still making a ton of money. If 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 they're not selling it because of the price, that's on them, not because of the product or yeah. because that you know Hasbro. I think HasLab is amazing. I love it. I think it's a great way to get items that you would never, ever get before. People speak with their wallets, which is something that's not immediately apparent at retail. Mm-hmm. I think, with, like I said before, with every failure, you learn something. You know, adults don't want preschool shit. Maybe we don't need a, a Rancor that's the size of a toddler. Um, we also don't want a brand new lightsaber of a brand new character from a TV show. It's just, yeah. you know, look at what made the great successes, you know, amazing dream items like galactus the sentinel yes the add-ons did factor into that but marvel legends has a tooling library that is unparalleled yeah. to any other line at this Cause point because those figures um, that came with most of those are almost 100 percent right. reuse minus the heads <laughs> uh yeah i think the only one that's not is that bigger dude that's coming with galactus yeah. mm-hmm. that was an all-new one but i'm sure they have plans for that yeah so it's a you know it's a what they call a pre-tool like they have plans for it mm-hmm. so um so yeah I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we'll see an announcement for at least two projects at the has or the pulse con mm-hmm. at the end of September. Um, my guess is it will be a vintage collection item. And um, I, I originally was saying the power Rangers, but they, they kind of already did the Megazord thing with another company in partnership. Um, so I don't know if that would be the case. Um, I definitely don't think it would be Ghostbusters. They're not going to do G.I. Joe immediately again. So it would probably, you know, be Transformers. Well, I guess the Ghost Rider is more than likely probably. But I think it would be Ghost Rider and uh, a Star Wars item. It seems like those are the ones they're taking over because they still they haven't really done much for even Transformers since those first two. Well, Um, the the first one was just last year. I I know you don't want to. I thought Unicron was a couple years. The last one. Oh, okay. The last one. You said the first one. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, uh, but Star the, the Star Victory um, mm. that just that just happened last year. Okay, like, like it's it's we haven't got it yet. It doesn't so. feel it, everything feels like it's so much further. Like time does not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's weird. Um, yeah, I think it was last August to be honest. So in theory, it should. I, I will look it up. Shipping. Um, yeah, I know they have a work. I mean, last I heard they had a working prototype and everything like that, and it went to factory, but. I, so I guess my my own my my last concern that I'm going to express before we close things okay. out is oh we did forget one oh hero quest but that was a weird one because that eventually did go to retail so it was essentially a crowdfunded launch because we we did it it got funded it got made it got sent to us and then six months later it went to retail it's the only item to do that okay interesting yeah so um. Yeah, so my only my only last concern is fatigue. So I'll, a big problem with some of these is they we get like a five month lull where there's nothing, and then yes. it's boom, 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 three in a row. So yes. in the course of three months, they want you to drop fifteen hundred dollars. Um, yeah, that is a huge mistake because having so many projects so close to Christmas, this is not an item that you're like we're not even going to get it. You yeah. can get it as a gift. Um, it needs to be after the first of the year tax season time. That would be an amazing time to launch these projects, but that's not flashy enough, I guess. Yeah, I would say do one per quarter. Yeah, that that's the smartest way to do it because having them yep. three in a row, 
you're, you're all you're doing is hindering who's gonna be able to get this because most of your fan base who's complaining about your five dollar increase in price can't spend fifteen hundred dollars in a three month span on yeah days. i think it was even less of a of a span than that because i think galactus they Ghostbusters, and yeah. and yeah and uh, the rancor were gonna overlap oh the skyscraper that yeah. those three were all going on at the same time that's and then right we, i remember they that end, now. They now ended I remember. within just a few weeks of each other so it was like one and then two weeks later another one and then two mm-hmm. weeks later another one so yeah if you did all three well one of them didn't get funded but still two of them did and that's but had they been all funded you would you'd basically right. have spent like several car payments just on a couple toys yeah they were very large toys but we didn't talk about the ghostbusters one at all i'm not into role play items uh at least not these kind um but you know that's that is a dream item because i mean that's a proton pack yeah like from one of the most famous movies in history um i think oh how can i say this without getting just ripped on um i think ghostbusters is an amazing movie I do not believe it is a franchise, so that's just a whole thing that that's for me. My um, my problem with the Ghostbusters one is the fact that because they had made the wand separate, it did wasn't included. Yeah, that, that was super it. shitty. That was I'm like that fuck you. Yeah. yeah, but I understand why it funded. I just I don't see another role play item like that. Um, what are you talking about? This October they're gonna make the jumpsuits. I mean, if they made a full, like, size, like, Power Ranger outfit you could wear, you know, that'd be pretty cool. But that would be, like, that would be dependent on sizes. You don't and... want the Garbage Man brown zip-up with the gloves and interchangeable Velcro patches? I mean, I'm not saying that I... No, actually, I am saying I don't. I <laughs> I don't... I, I like it. I liked it a lot as, like, as a kid. I don't really understand the... I'm, I'm going to shut up, because I'm... You're going to get bullied on the internet. <laughs> It's an amazing movie in 1984. Anything after that, I enjoyed Afterlife. I also enjoyed it's the fine. 2016 one, but I'm, I'm not on the It's fine. Right the only one that's not fine is Ghostbusters 2, which is a piece of shit. And uh, they should have left it alone as a cartoon after the movie. First movie, cartoon. And on that note, uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Helps us out here in the channel. Let us know in the comments below what your thoughts on HasLab. Do you think it's going to stop anytime soon? Are you fatigued? Are you ready to have like maybe a break from it all? Um, or are you dropping just car payment after car payment after car payment every couple months? Um, YouTube, or not YouTube, or on YouTube. Twitch.tv forward slash Modern Toy Fair for Wednesday Only Figs where we go over our weekly purchases, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram at modern toy fair uh jamar's not here tonight but you can still go find his podcast why you're a gamer on all major podcast platforms where he talks to people about why they play video games and of course uh yeah that's all i got what you got for us nate <laughs> well i got a brand new podcast coming out called answer the call minute this is where we take the minute by minute format begun by star wars minute and we take a look at the 2016 Ghostbusters movie, minute by minute, and I tell you how that movie, minute by minute, is actually better than Ghostbusters 2, minute by minute. <laughs> Damn. That escalates so quickly. Oh, I hate Whew. that movie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, down below, there's going to be Smasher Pass. Uh, you can click on that to go check out that fun episode where Nate decides which uh, G.I. Joe characters he'd have sex with. There's going to be this week's review where I look at the Mafex uh, reissue of Spider-Man. 
but hopefully we'll see you next week. Same toy time, same toy fair channel. Thank you for watching. Do it. <laughs>